It's great seeing so many here. We really had no idea who was going to show up or how many. But it's, it's a great thing. Love it having you here. I'm going to turn the mic over to Phil to begin, and then we'll open with prayer. My name is Phil Warners. I'm one of the elders here. And uh, Ed's our chairman. That's Ed Kingma. Um, yeah. A quick announcement, reminder, uh, slash request. Uh, one of the things that we as elders take very seriously is prayer. Um, many times uh, we have people that come to us and ask for prayer. Uh, we want to encourage that. In, with exclamation points, if there's any time um, you are in need of prayer, you want prayer, whether it's a Sunday morning, a Wednesday evening, Tuesday at 2 a.m., uh, feel free to give uh, me a call. Um, my number... You don't e sleep anyway. No, I don't. My number and email are uh, on the church website. So um, please, we encourage that. Uh, we consider it a privilege to serve this body uh, in that way. So, Ed, take us away. Thanks, Phil. Let's open with prayer, please. Our dear Father, we call you Father, Papa, Daddy, because we are family, your family. We are so thankful that we can have that kind of relationship with the King and Creator of the universe. We come to you because you want to have dialogue with us. We are your church, not just Crossroads Church, but part of the greater church that you have invited us into. We are blessed beyond measure. We ask your favor and blessing upon this family meeting tonight. As we look back at the year 2019, we stand in awe of the many ways you have lifted us up as believers. We look where we have been, we look where we are today, and we look to the future, and we pray for your guidance and leading going into this new year. We ask that your spirit will fill us and show us the way to be a light in this dark world. We ask for your blessing and protection over the elders, the pastors and teachers, the staff, and the entire body. Help us to root our existence and mission in your holy and unfailing word. We pray that everything spoken and presented here tonight will be filled with praise and glory to you. We humbly seek your face and your ever-abiding presence, and we do all this in the loving and saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How are we doing tonight? Everybody doing well? You need to know that this means a lot to us that you're here. Um, you're communicating that your hands on the plow, that you're in it with us, that you care. And so thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for being here. I was reflecting today on our first informational meeting. And I don't know if any of you in this room were actually at the first informational meeting at Crossroads before we launched our gathering. Anybody here? Stand up, please. You guys, do you guys remember some of, some of those first informational meetings? Van Anks, yeah, you remember that? 
I got an envelope from you that night too. <laughs> but we, um, then I remembered our, our first family meeting after we launched. And my mind does this from time to time. When I look back and what we were in our infant stages and what we are today, um, God has been good. He has been so, so good to us. Anybody right now just want to, in 20 seconds, 30 seconds or less, speak to the goodness of God in a specific way? I've already talked to like five of you um, in the last five minutes, and so much of just God's goodness is, was pouring out of your mouths. Anybody? Awesome. Anybody else? <laughs> Just a couple more. There you go. And first Sunday at Crossroads. One more, the goodness of God. I did not tell you to say that, <laughs> but you just set the table. When I think about the goodness of God, not this year's theme verse, although it's important to us, but the theme verse before and Derek, I know you know it because you already said it in a gathering once, uh, but does anybody else know that theme verse two years ago? Yeah, please, loud and, give it to me loud. <laughs> Someone pick it up in the non-King James Version. Into his one. And we, we, we were pushing that into this family uh, week after week. Uh, and that goes back to the beginning, whether it was this verse or not. And last summer when we had a Crossroads Israel trip, we had these two couples from South Carolina. And on like day seven, I remember having dinner with them at night. And they just were literally shaking their head. They said, we have gotten to know all the people from your church, and we, first of all, cannot believe how amazing they are. But even more than that, they are all in ministry. They're all in some form of giving their life, whether it's uh, for the orphan or uh, set free ministries or student ministries or whatever. And this past week, I, I went to our website, maybe for the first time in six months. 
And I was just reading through all the things that Crossroads is about and all the things that Crossroads is doing. If you haven't gone to the website, you need, you, you need to just check it out. And, and these are not things in Grand Rapids or throughout the world where we as a church are just writing checks. But these are all different expressions to our neighbors and to the nations where we are, our people are rolling up their sleeves and just getting after the kingdom of heaven. And in the short time I've already been here tonight, I've had at least three people. Rod, the, the Muslim that came to our church three weeks ago, this is what's happening. And she was so excited. And the five Japanese uh, students who signed up for the Bible study, and she's giddy. Um, the door-to-door uh, that someone mentioned of, of sharing Christ. Like, it's, it's starting to get pushed in, this idea, Dave, that you just said, we are in a room full of pastors right now. And that is especially how God has been so good to this church for such a time as this. This, this is the time. This is an exciting time. This is a great time to be alive. How's it said in Lord of the Rings? Um, the general orc says, the age of men is over. <laughs> and then what? The age of the orc has come. You know what I say? It's the age of the church. It's the age of the church to rise up, to stand tall in this world, to be a holy people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people who belong to God, who declare his praises, a people who claim to abide in Christ and are living to walk as Jesus walked. Um, so with that being said, let's uh, just seize the moment. And I was also thinking about this, and I'll end with this. I know I'm way too long, but this is my only time up here tonight. <laughs> well, no, it's not true. Um, what was I going to say now? Maybe that was for me to be done. Seriously, I can't remember. You're up, Steve. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do this. I don't normally get to wear this, but I'm gonna do this just so I can make use of my hands. Uh, oh, there we go. All right, thank you guys. And uh, let me just, I'm a little bit old school, so uh, RJ, if you just wanna help me out, agendas are helpful for me, I'm sorry. So, if, you know, uh, this is kind of where we're going tonight. Maybe you came tonight wondering, uh, what is a family meeting and why are we doing one? So we'll talk just a little bit about that. Uh, Ed already mentioned that we're going to do like a little bit of some 2019 stuff and some 2020 stuff. Um, and then the idea of other things in view and communication and technology is this is a great space for us to talk about some things that we'd, we'd rather not reserve large chunks of time during our Sunday gatherings when we have a large group of our body kind of captive and Rod said already, like, it's just so exciting to see the people in this room that are leaning in and saying, yeah, we want to know about these other things that are going on. 
we want to be a part of the conversation. And so we're going to talk about some other things that are going on that um, just, again, other things in view, and then some communication technology stuff. And then when I prayed through and thought, I want to land on this thing of making sure everybody understands kind of, at least as we look at it, what our priorities are uh, as a church. And then we're going to kind of, I'm going to move through stuff quick because I want to get to Q&A um, because that's one of the heartbeats behind doing this on a regular basis. I keep wanting to go page down, but you got to do that, RJ. So go ahead and move to the next slide. So um, a family meeting. Why, why a family meeting? Um, really, in a word, I think it's communication. Um, Someone said to me earlier today, uh, they apparently felt comfortable because I was talking about doing a family meeting tonight, but they kind of said, you know, I've never shared this with you before, but communication kind of sucks at Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> Long-time person, someone I respect a lot, and I was like, okay, I'll take that as a bit of a challenge. Uh, so we're going to try to do that a little bit better. Um, when I... Uh, so. Many of you know I took a, uh, had the opportunity to have a short sabbatical last year, and as I was praying through that and just praying for Crossroads, um, what we've been in kind of this month was just something that God really laid on my heart. I wanted our whole body to know our staff well, to know the people that God's called into various roles. So you've been introduced to them, and that'll kind of continue till we get through the whole team. And also to, to, to get into this rhythm of doing this family meeting like this once a year uh, at the end of January. So Lord willing, uh, we'll be here a year from now doing roughly the same kind of thing, but I'm sure we'll learn. So looking for feedback, you know, uh, we're going to take a swing at doing it this way and we'll just see how it, how it feels and we'll get your feedback. I think of it just as what you do as a family often in the beginning of the year, right? You'd sit and you'd I'm talk about maybe a budget. You talk about some of the things that God's doing in your family in that year. You might reflect on what happened in the last year. So that's kind of what we're doing here today. People ask me all the time as a non-denominational church, I can just look there, uh, non-denominational church, like how do, you, how do you think about that? You know, when we were an independent non-denominational church. And so the phrase that I often use feel free to use it, is that we're an elder-led, staff-run biblical community. That's kind of what we're shooting for. We're elder-led. Uh, we're kind of, you know, the organization of the church is, is run by our staff, and we're, but we're a biblical community. So we don't come to church. We're not at church right now. We are the church, all of us, a biblical community. And so I think that last piece is what I've been reflecting a little bit about in these types of conversations and having more of them uh, to continue to do better at that biblical community piece. And so that's, again, what we're going at. So in light of that, questions that you have, any questions either that you came with or something that we cover, the way that we want to do that, uh, it's just helpful and efficient. There's note cards and pens at the end of every aisle. So if uh, you have one already on your mind, grab a note card and a pen. Someone on the end could pass them down if they want to. That'd be super helpful. And then um, Tim Bassett, our resident equipping pastor. Uh, if, if you have one, just kind of raise it up in the air, and Tim will keep an eye out as we go along. Again, anything you've got as we go along, questions that you already have on your mind and heart, write them down. Questions that come up, write them down. And there's all sorts of food, so you're not going to offend me at all 
if you need another plate or you need another cup of coffee, I, I really want to make this kind of a thing where you just don't have to sit there and listen the whole time. If you want to get up and grab some coffee, you know, maybe no side conversations over there, but uh, feel free to do that. You're not going to upset me. Uh, my, okay, let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> yeah, you can read that pretty well. So 2019, um, many of you may have, and there are copies of the letter, may, many of you may have seen the, the letter that gets written every year uh, that would have gone out via email and also in the mail. I don't know if everybody received their paper copies yet, but it highlights a number of things related to the year as it relates to budget. <clears throat> One of the things that I didn't have at that point that I have now is just kind of our, you know, every year we, we work really hard at establishing a budget. Um, but as you can see, you know, God's been good to us in a number of different ways. And so um, it's humbling. I, I don't, you know, putting together these numbers this morning, I was listening to some music while I was doing it, and just um, it, it brings me to tears just to be a part of this family. So I'll, that's all I'll say. So our budgeted expenses, um, just under $2.8 million, and our actual expenses... Uh, by God's grace, we're within $3,000, which is pretty reasonable, I think. Um, <clears throat> you can see the budgeted income, the actual income, and the giving, and uh, really that all ends up in this spot where we find ourselves in an abundance of uh, a surplus of giving. Uh, maybe you've seen that when you looked at the, uh, uh, we report on this all the time. And so, um, some ways in which God's already led us into making use of that surplus is uh, we, we've been able to commit to some support of Redemption City Church. If you guys are familiar, anybody's familiar with that small church in the east uh, town area, uh, some pastoral support from them, some, some pastoral support from Monroe Community Church. Uh, when Annie Ostrander was here, <clears throat> we got wind of this cool Bible project that she initiated, and so we're able to step into that financially. It's, I won't get into the details of it, but it's just super cool of us financially supporting a family that she used to live with there that now lives in Canada, and we're going to fund them to continue to uh, move the project forward. It's pretty cool. And uh, this, again, where I ask, pray along with us, because the elders are continuing to pray along about uh, kind of what to do with, uh, with surplus and how do we how do we steward resources well? Uh, it's just constantly on our mind. So um, one of the things that we're going to be doing this year, which, again, if anybody ever follows up, if you're interested, we're having a third party come in. Uh, we obviously work really hard at this, but we know we've got blind spots. So we're going to have a third party come in and look over all our financial procedures, look over all our books, uh, someone who's not a part of Crossroads and just kind of look at it all and say, okay, here's where you're doing well. Here's some changes that you need to make. So, uh, again, just an FYI. Next slide. Looking at 2020, uh, just kind of an overview. Uh, and, again, these aren't, these aren't numbers. Some of these numbers, you know, I want to add some value to the family meeting, give you exposure to numbers we might not always put in the letter. But... Uh, as of 1231, we were, we were blessed to have a, a savings balance. And that's a number of different things. Some of that's emergency fund. There's other stuff that goes into that. Um, our budgeted expenses for this year are a little over $3 million. 
then as we look at how that comes to income, just so you know, income is like, some of it's, we do, there are certain people that do pay for renting the space. Not everybody does, but some people do. Um, there are certain ministries, of course, when we have trips, right? Some students will pay for part of their way. So that income number is a part of the overall budgeted expenses. And we're budgeting giving, uh, as you can see, a little over $2.8 million. Of course, everybody, you know, great questions. How does, why? Why growth in the budget? Um, lots of reasons. I think we're fully uh, invested in this residency. So we've talked a little bit about that, if you've heard before, but we've got two residents. We've got Tim, and then we have another resident coming in in June. So the residency is, uh, it's discipleship. Uh, it's leadership development. It's uh, investing deeply into two people that are going to be sent out in two years. And uh, it's awesome. And uh, we're blessed to have part of that funded. If we do all the math and you figured it out, you can see we've got some funding from an organization called Made to Flourish, uh, which gave us a grant to kind of get that thing up and running. But really excited about that. Most of the expenses of that are actually in 2020, uh, whereas we didn't realize as much of it in 2019. There is just growth. Maybe people, uh, we don't have a lot of measurements of growth, but there's a lot of growth. Rod just talked about it. He looked at the website, probably for the first time in, like, years, not months, <clears throat> which is okay, which is okay. Uh, that's a good thing in many ways. I'm just kidding, too. Um, but God has led our body into so many different things, and our team is so outward-facing, um, and there's just, there's just more of everything be honest with you. Uh, we talked about some of the communication challenges of that. So, you know, we have more and more people that are on mission in the communities. Uh, our, our body is growing. There are more people. I, I think the, I was at the Sunday night gathering last week and I didn't count, but it felt like there was 300 plus people there. Um, <clears throat> and our, our staff is growing, as you know, and the use of this building is growing. Like on the other end of the building right now, there's an awesome Bible study fellowship gathering that happens every Wednesday night. Uh, I would, if you haven't done it, feel free to, I mean, nearly every night of the week, if you were to swing by and just come inside, you could witness some amazing things that God is doing uh, just in this physical space. So... And then uh, we get a chance to send Brandon out, our associate pastor. And so some of the, a lot of these changes are tied into that. And so uh, the, the new things that God's allowing us to do have a lot to do with seeds he's planted, God's used him to do, and, and we get to send him out, which is awesome. And he's like, what, more than 86% funded now? What is it? Yeah, which is awesome. So uh, let me just make sure I covered everything I wanted to for 2020. Here's the breakdown. So let's go to the next slide. You guys saw this already. If you saw the letter, this is kind of the big bucket breakdown. Most of this stuff is self-explanatory. I get some questions on leadership development. I just like breaking it out because I want our whole body to know that we set money aside for discipleship and leadership development. Our whole team has resources available that if someone from the body, um, oh man, it's taken on so many different forms, like boy, we're thinking as a group to go to this conference, but we could use some help with gas money or could use some help with lodging. Like we have 
we, we want to be a part of helping that. That's what we feel like we can do as an organization to help the body out. So um, it could be under missions, but decided to make it its own category. I thought for, uh, for today it might be fun to just break out a couple of those uh, categories a little bit more. And so our two biggest overarching categories financially are missions and wages and benefits. So I asked uh, Matt if he'd come up here and break down missions a little bit for us, and then I'll talk a minute about wages and benefits. Come on, brother. Missions man. Thanks, guys. Next slide, please. Uh, so obviously you guys can read this, but I thought I would uh, just put a little, uh, maybe some skin on some of these bones. I, you know, just such a privilege uh, to be able to use the, the, and steward the gifts that people give here for the kingdom. And I just felt the past, like we have, it's such a big part of our DNA of who we are, of being kingdom-minded and sending people out and being a 90-10 church. It's an exciting uh, it's exciting to look at these numbers, but here's just some uh, facts. I wrote these down just to make sure I read them right. Uh, we, we are currently collaborating and partnering with 24 international organizations. And last year in 2019, we supported seven financially. And we support uh, just right around 19 uh, missionaries internationally. We work and partner with 26 local organizations supporting 16 of those financially in 2019. And we have six local missionaries that we also support. And when I look at these numbers, I think through too, this is just a small uh, representation really, because if you asked all the missionaries that are out in the field and you asked a lot of the organizations we partner with financially, most of their money also comes from uh, people in, in our body. Yeah. They're supported by the people out of their own money. Um, so yeah. We're just so thankful for the generosity. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, designated gifts, just so I unpack that, like what that means a little bit. That's a good example of like year-end giving. We don't, we plan for often within the year, God gives us opportunities of stepping into a specific need. And so we just budget a certain amount that likely is going to be. We don't know. It changes every year. I think that number of, of um, or sometimes we might receive a gift with a thought of it going out to another organization. Usually that's, I think this year that number was about $133,000 uh, in actual uh, at the end of the year. And then needs-based is really pretty simple. That's needs uh, within our community either within the family or within the city. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, how that's changing. Go to the next slide. <clears throat> so wages and benefits, this is the breakdown. Um, <clears throat> generally speaking, this is a question I get pretty often. Generally speaking, a church uh, will, a, particularly a church of our size, will be in that 50% range. So it's a little under uh, 54% of our total budget is in wages and benefits. You see the breakdown between full-time and part-time. For those of you really paying attention, you'll notice my letter says 36 team members, whereas I have obviously 17, 17 is 34. I counted an intern and one volunteer when I was doing the letter. Uh, this is representation of our uh, W-2 employees. So hope that makes sense. We don't 
We don't include any of this in our other budget, budget categories in terms of missions. We don't include any of our people. It's all in one big bucket category. I, you know, we got just a piece of it with everybody introducing themselves for a minute, but I, you know, sometimes I wish you could come to a staff meeting and be around this circle of people. And uh, I, I know for me, I marvel at how he's put every person in the seat and given them this heartbeat of what uh, God's led Crossroads to be. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's humbling to be a part of, uh, of this group. Okay, next slide. So some other things in view. Um, so that, you know, that kind of concludes all the numbers that you're going to look at. So um, some other things that are in view. Again, things that we don't, we don't often get to talk about, things that will be, if you're paying attention to a lot of the specific things we introduce, you could string them together and maybe, so, oh, maybe we're thinking about this as a family. But I wanted to highlight it a little bit more. This first one, I was trying to come up with the right phrase. I was working with Emily, and we were talking about this. Uh, and so there's all sorts of different ways you could say it. Um, I started really praying and thinking about this. I read a book called Generous Justice on, uh, on, during my sabbatical. It's a great book uh, if, you, if you've never read it or heard of it by Tim Keller. It really challenges kind of how we think about kind of meeting needs-based type of stuff. But it's, it's cool that Jeremiah preached and talked about, uh, you know, the Good Samaritan because it's a great example of a relationship that started from need, right? Uh, there was a man at the side of the road. The relationship between the Samaritan and that man began with meeting his need, uh, stopping, paying attention, um, and not only trying to really quickly, briefly fix what's going on or, you know, throw a few bucks in his pocket hoping someone else would come along, but actually really stepping in and being apart relationally. And um, God's really, I was talking to Ed a little bit about this today, you know, God's had us in this spot physically for five years now, and um, I think he's intentionally brought us to a point now where he's set us up from a team perspective and... Um, and from how our elder board is designed right now to really want to push in here. And so, you know, you, you saw it was, it was kind of a small, you know, maybe you think it's a small amount for our church of $55,000. I, I think if we're sitting here next year, if I, again, thinking ahead, I think that number is going to be quite a bit bigger. Um, as long as we can do it, again, it's not about the number, right? It's about the relationship, and our ability to do relationship well, our ability to love well, our ability to realize that the relationship's reciprocal, right? It's a two-way relationship, uh, that it's got the gospel at the heart of it. So um, part, of, part of us covering these other things in view is like getting you praying and thinking about these things, getting you maybe thinking about how you can be a part of it, um, so that's kind of the whole idea of relationships from need. I think it's going to be a big thing for this year. Um, Rod, you're back up, if you're ready, to talk a little bit about church planning campus to whatever level you want to. Okay. Do you guys want to talk about church planning? <laughs> um, I mean, that's been a value of, of Crossroads for a very long time. And it's one of those things that we value because we're 
also a church that values disciples who make disciples and they're one and the same if you're about making disciples who make disciples then you're probably going to be a church that plants churches um, because the gospel reproduces and reproduces um, corporately and one-to-one individually and so as you know we have stepped into the batter's box and and taken some swings at this Um, we have been very prayerful thoughtful Uh, we feel like we've done a lot of due diligence we've been a part of two church plants before trinity mission Um, Redemption City was one of those churches uh, that's in Aquinas, and um, they're still hanging in there in a tough part of Grand Rapids. Uh, Neil Martin in Oxford, England, that one took it on the chin. Uh, And then our latest with Trinity Mission, uh, that one, I'm still processing it, to be honest. Um, I was with a pastor last night in the area just describing a little bit about what happened at Trinity Mission, and he just said, oh, you're tapping out of church planning, aren't you? And I'm not in that spot. Crossroads isn't in that spot because of our values. Uh, But we wanna be wiser. We wanna learn from what happened. Uh, But church planning still fits with a church that's on mission. And um, one of the things that I'm thinking that I'm processing with the elders, because these are all elder matters, uh, not rod matters, is maybe a wiser way to go about this would be when we identify teammates who are ready, who need to be sent out because they're like a 13-year-old still in the crib, and it's time for them to get out and learn how to walk a little bit, um, rather than doing a church plant, which is right out of the gates, this infant has to almost act like a full-grown adult. That we would instead plant a campus. The campus would have strong connection to Crossroads, to the ministries of Crossroads. But the campus would not be an end to itself. The campus over time would, as it develops arms and legs and ministry expressions that it could break away from crossroads and hopefully get to a spot where they exist in almost full autonomy from crossroads but also in full partnership at the same time Uh, that just seems wiser so i'm just letting you in a little bit on, on on what's going on in our minds and the kind of discussions that we're having at the staff level and at the elder level we're not going to give up on this um we're going to continue to uh, push this value in, and, and hopefully um, God will give expression in some way. But also, feel free to enter this dialogue. <clears throat> Let me just end with this. Um, it is very, very, very important to me, to the elders, that there is no participation in an us-them with Crossroads and Trinity Mission. That is like a child to us. And I'm not like thinking of anything that's going on, I'm not trying to correct anything, 
but it's very important because of what Steve's going to talk about next. There's one church in Grand Rapids. Crossroads plays a little role in that. So does Trinity Mission. And as Dan Mike preached last week on John 17, our witness is the result of our oneness. Our oneness is our witness. Last week I had uh, lunch with Brad Claver. Today I had lunch with Ken Lucas. I love these guys. Um, they have been brothers to me. I love every person that went out from this church to be a part of Trinity Mission. I love them. And it hurt when it didn't work out the, the way that we intended. But in light of all of that, two things. Let's do everything we can to pursue oneness in all of this. And number two, let's not give up. Let's continue to just live out the things that God has called us to. So, one church in Grand Rapids, and I'll turn this over. Take it as long as you want, I want just a little brother. piece of that. I told you, I'd riff away, riff away. There are some things from the seat that I sit, but it also probably applies to the seat that you sit, where you just say, you know what, we're not that clever. We're not that smart to come up with what's happening. Because there's something happening, not just in Grand Rapids, but in cities throughout the United States and maybe even throughout the world. I only know of some cities in the United States where the church is coming together in forming this radical oneness of working together, partnering together, collaborating together. Um, I believe that God is doing that in Grand Rapids. And it is tremendously exciting. I don't know fully yet how God is going to give expression to it. But whatever we as Crossroads can do to be a part of it and to facilitate it and to push that ball down the court, let's do it. Okay? So that's just my little part on the Thanks, one man. church. Perfect. You can put it. Woo! It's a, great, it's a great segue because I was thinking about, I was at a seminar recently, someone who has got a lot of experience in this area in particular. What I appreciated was they were in a room full of pastors and, and, and church members from uh, quite, a, quite a good-sized room. And the question kind of came up of like, okay, how do you do this? And, and I appreciated how honest he was. He said, West Michigan, it's going to be really hard. It can be really hard. You have entrenched, you've got big churches, you've got uh, a lot of different, you know, all kind of about your own thing. This is going to, it'll be hard. And so when I talk about kind of the idea of one church in Grand Rapids, you know, you, you've already seen it a little bit, right? We've, we had Aaron Goodrich up here talking about SOMA. We've already told you about some relationships with Redemption City Church and with Monroe Community Church. And, uh, we've asked the whole staff to kind of share their relationships at and we're going to be very intentional without give, making it a distraction but we're going to be very intentional about trying to reach out relationally and uh, try to do stuff together as best as we can uh, again it's kind of even looking back on history uh, my involvement with crossroads you know we're just not that smart uh even in this we're not, there's not like some five-year plan you know there's intentionality, which is, I guess, strategic to a degree, um, but 
we just kind of got a sense that this is something God's leading in and we're going to do our best to follow him in it. Um, and that's, that's what we can do. So same thing there. I, I ask you all that where you might have some, some strong relationships to certain church bodies, um, let's try to grab lunch or try to talk about what God's doing in their communities. So I'm reading this book right now, Together for the City, and in a Uh, a phrase that he uses, which is really helpful, which is uh, that the effort is not to plant churches together, but to be together as we plant churches. And I really liked that idea because sometimes trying to plant churches together is a little messy, but we certainly can be together while we plant churches. Uh, I would love to have a map right now of like, if we knew, because there's all sorts of church plants going on in Grand Rapids. It would be awesome if I could pull up a map and say, boy, look at all the like, let's pray over these churches. Let's know about them. But we have no idea because it just doesn't exist today. Final thing, uh, we continue to pray through space. You know, when, when uh, speaking of things that you're not that smart about, uh, when God brought us into this space, again, that was someone from the body uh, said, hey, what about that building? And Rod, you know, I remember still being in the office across the street from him, and he's kind of, we're leaning out the window, kind of looking at it. He's like, well, what about that building? Um, (laughs) Here we are sitting in this space, and we've seen God move uh, being able to use this physical space. But we talked about, um, if I go way back to one of the letters that was written about coming into here, we said we wanted to be about three things as a church, obviously, besides the thing, the other things we're all about. But... uh, be for the city, be about church planting, and be about equipping the body, using the space for having other opportunities to equip the body outside of Sunday morning. And so I think I can look back and say hundreds and hundreds of times this building over the last five years has been used in this capacity. Um, But it's also offered up some challenges, uh, some new challenges that we have good example, if you remember, with Trinity Mission Church, we had kind of three months of where they gathered up in the upper room to launch. It would almost be impossible to do that today uh, because there's other things going on, other use of that space. We'd have, to, we'd have to kind of pause a whole bunch of stuff, and maybe that's the right thing to do. Um, but we began thinking and praying about this. And so this is uh, the next slide I think it can bring up. You can't see it very well, uh, and this is not really the highlight of today's meeting, but really quick, upper left, yes, upper left, this conversation about the building and potentially doing uh, a a renovation or a model all started with uh, the kids' area. It all started with serving families with kids. We knew when we built this place, the kids' area was too small, and um, when we started paying attention when families would come for the first time and actually leave because they would come up to the window of a very small room and see uh, 22 uh, toddlers with one teacher in not a very good-sized space. Um, Or we would have kids not feel comfortable bringing their kids into Crossroads Kids for those reasons. So we began thinking about it. So upper left is kind of a quick diagram of remodeling that end of the building. might not look like much, but it actually doubles the square footage. Uh, of that space um, opening up. So it's only about 5,000 square feet now. Uh, On the upper right 
is a little bit of what the upstairs could look like. You know, we love the uh, upper room and its use, so we're just talking about duplicating it. Uh, that would certainly allow us, if we wanted to plant a church in here, that we could, we could do that. And then the lower is just, again, one rendering of what it could look like. These are all pencil drawn, so there's not, we haven't done a lot of work here. We haven't, we haven't uh, we've certainly had some discussion at the elder level, um, but it's just something we invite you to pray through and think through and give input on to whatever extent you feel led to do so uh, about how those things could happen. Let's see, was there anything else? No. All right, next slide. Maybe a reminder now as I jump into this section, just a reminder about Q&A. If you've got questions, write them down. You need more note cards, raise your hand and Tim will get you one. Um, Communication. We suck at communication. Uh, I don't think it's quite that bad. But I'm going to use that phrase. I don't know where he is. He's here somewhere. Um, but we, we, are, we are actively talking about trying to get better at this. Um, so maybe you've, uh, some of you have seen the wonderful redesign that Lauren did of the email update. Maybe you noticed that, right? <laughs> this old man can read it on my phone now without glasses, which was like, I was so excited about that. Can't tell you. Uh, you know, less text, more links to the website, simple stuff. We're going to try to use social media more uh, a little bit. And we're really actively working on, you know, one of our biggest challenges that I need, you know, as, as coming here tonight, I would need your help on, like that commitment to using some of the other tools so that we can kind of make use of our Sunday gatherings less. Uh, we want to be more intentional about kind of announcements and those kinds of things. But there's so much to announce and talk about. And it's, it's, it's challenging from a communication perspective because in this space is captive audience for moments in time. Um, but so we're going to be, you might notice a few things, uh, a couple things. This is not so much a communication as much as just helpful in the space. We are adding a couple of smaller screens on either side so that, we're, you know, when we're in the round, we're not. Okay, am I looking on my left? Am I looking out my right? So we are adding two smaller screens that'll go left and right. We might add, uh, you know, in the connection center, there's a small computer. We might go with more of a large panel on the wall that has things rotating. So you're gonna notice some use of technology better communication-wise. Um, you know, don't think we're becoming a video church and those kinds of things, <laughs> right? See, that gets, a, I get it, I get it. Um, knowing about what God's doing so that we can step into as a nation of priests, that, that, that's the heartbeat behind it, right? Um, so we'll, we'll talk more about that. Our website, uh, go ahead and go to the website for me. Thank you. Wow, so nice. Um, <clears throat> a lot going on on the website. So I certainly encourage you to spend time. It changes so crazy often. Uh-oh, Lauren doesn't like that I'm on the website right now. Is it okay? Not updated? No. Um, and, and we're talking about also revising the website, but for now, it's a great resource. It changes constantly. It's certainly one of the best uh, resources to know about what's going on. Uh, a couple of technology things I want to bring to your attention. 
Um, let me just make sure I remember what they are. Here we go. First of all, if you don't know, we have a job board. So under resources, there's a link for a job board. So if you're looking for a job or you have a job to post or that type of thing, I would love to see this continue to spread. It actually gets, I haven't really announced it much. It gets used quite a bit. So um, it's a link out to uh, a, web, a tool and we're going to make it known a little bit more around the area. A lot of local companies are already using it. I would love to see it used more. I'll leave it up to you to go uh, spend more time on it. But it's a great little resource for sure. Another resource that is, uh, is available and, and free that is continuing to get a lot of use is Right Now Media. So I, I know a lot of house churches are making use of Right Now Media. Um, I've used it for a number of different, just go out, grab some content, uh, do some book studies of different books of the Bible. It's 100% free to anybody in the church. All you need to do is sign up, grab a username and password if you don't have one already. I know a bunch of people that use it for their kids uh, as something to go look at. It's got wonderful kids programming on it. Um, so again, I'm not going to dig deep and do a big like technology presentation, but that's one other thing that I wanted to highlight and say I really encourage you to make use of it. And then finally, we do have a directory, um, but it's called Crossroads Online. So we have a directory, but we don't talk about it much. So it's, it's kind of funny because when in, in elder meetings, we'll talk about, well, who, you know, we'll talk about a name. Well, who is that? And we go to the, we, we go to the directory and then there's no picture. It's like, ah, oh, I wish we had a better directory. So then I, well, hey, Rod, can I talk Sunday morning? Ah, really? The directory? We can talk about it? No. Um, so, but I think it's, I think it's a helpful tool uh, in my mind. And so we talked, uh, the elders decided that sometime in the next couple months, we're going to do like a picture booth Sunday morning. <laughs> we just have a couple set up. Got so, a couple team members taking pictures and updating profiles. Who remembers that at Walker Charter Academy, right? Come on now. I was there for that one. I was there for that one, 2008, 2009. Uh, but let me quick, you know, again, just as a good example, um, logged in as my alter ego, Steve Van Poulin, too. Um, again, just to kind of, I'll look up, uh, let's see, who's got Edward Kingma? Do you have a picture in here? See, a good example, one out of how many here actually have a photo in, but Ed does. Look at that, Ed and Nancy. So anyways, I'm not, again, not, I want you guys to go, if you don't have a profile, get a profile, log in, update your photo, please, it's so simple. We're so used to doing this in so many different contexts these days. So, um, again, a quick word about technology. I'm going back to the website. Come on. Where are you? Okay. That's communications and technology, 730. Okay, we're pretty much on track. Final slide that I have before we get to Q&A. You can go back to the slides, RJ. And uh, certainly uh, any of the elders that want to come up 
if you guys have any comments that you want to make, uh, want to invite that. But um, I wanted to make sure when we like started to dive into budgets and numbers and some of that kind of stuff that we always land back in this spot where kind of who we are as a church and what we're going for. And so for me, a couple of quick phrases came to mind. Uh, word, worship, prayer, right? Uh, we're a biblical community where Jesus Christ transforms lives, renews the city, and impacts the world. I think in better than half of our staff kind of reviews when one of the questions our, our whole staff answers when they do the review is kind of what are you dreaming about? What are you thinking about? Uh, prayer is on the mind of our body and our elder board. And so uh, I think we're going to see some, exi- uh, some movement, continual movement there you heard from Ed and Phil, like we want to be praying. You can call Phil when it's Tuesday at 10, 2 a.m. Um, no, I'll come too. He'll wake me up though. He lives right near me. Word, worship, prayer. Um, we're about the word of God. That's how we're moving as a church. That's how we're trying to answer questions that he gives us. Um, we're about trying to glorify him in everything that we do. I I know that might seem like a foreign thing, but uh, when, when our expenses match our budget, I am worshiping. And that seems like a strange thing, but that's a bit of how I'm wired. Uh, that means that we've, we've tried to listen and we've tried to act along the ways that God's led us. Um, if, if you've never heard this phrase before, it, it, uh, flavor values, simple, restful, real. Uh, simple, restful, real flavor values. I, no matter how big this church gets, we're, we're going to shoot for simple, restful, real. I, we're going to keep fighting for it. And uh, yeah. And then I, I almost put mission in the top bullet, but there's this idea that we don't exist for ourselves. Uh, and to me, that's the same idea as on mission. So that's where Matt would love if I plug the on mission elective right now. I wasn't intending to do that. But we don't exist for ourselves. So uh, we come here to gather together to worship, get into God's word, worship, pray together, to be sent out, right? We're blessed to be a blessing. Uh, lots of different ways we could say it, and we've used it over the years. Um, but we as an elder board don't exist for ourselves. We as a staff don't exist for ourselves. We as a church don't exist for ourselves. So that's going to continue to play its way out. It's going to continue to be a priority. I, I've said it before. For one, if you see me thinking and acting any differently, I would want you to tell me. And I think everybody else is on the same page there. And then this final one, uh, just thinking about this year and uh, thinking about I think in any generation, there are cultural tensions that exist. There are things that are at tension with the church, or there are cultural tensions, even me saying that. Probably everybody has at least one thing that comes to mind. Um, We had a helpful discussion recently at our elder meeting, and um, we were talking about, in in this particular conversation, we were talking about politics, and it's going to be an interesting year politically. And... um, this, this gentleman was talking about how he helps frame conversations so that the conversations between Christ followers start from their identity in Christ and then move to their political identity. Whereas so often I think we can enter into those conversations from our political identity first and then 
into our Christian identity. And so uh, this idea, and I think it fits so well with our theme verse, the concept that in him, uh, we're going to be in Christ in our tensions together. And that could be everything from what you think about budgets and buildings to what you think about politics and beyond. So um, that's a little bit of the other priorities. Next slide should be Q&A, isn't it? Am I remembering properly? Hey, awesome. Okay, uh, I don't know if there are any questions, but yeah, is there a handful? Ed, you going to come up and answer them all? Awesome. Okay. We just treasure this guy. <laughs> I just want you to know. So good. Thank you, Steve. Love you guys. We do have a great team here, and uh, we just thank God for that. So, but we thank God for you, and we want to generate discussion with you. So don't hesitate to come our way. Questions, pass them to the aisle. Tim will come and grab them. We'll try to answer what we can. Um, I guess we want to stay within the purview of this kind of meeting, what it is for. And um, if you do write a question, please put your name on it. Maybe you don't want your name on it, but if we do not answer it here, somebody would like to get back to you and, and speak to you personally and maybe hopefully answer your question. So please add your name to the notes. Go ahead, start writing. Sure. Pass them in. Yeah, and by the way, any, you know, any of the elders, if you want to come up and help answering questions, yeah, appreciate it. We can sit on the edge of the thing. The approved list, are you answering? I'm, I'm going to answer this one. It's really not a question. It's the first one said, doing great, Steve. <laughs> can you tell I'm a little nervous? <laughs> Thank you, whoever wrote that. Yeah, great. Uh, what is, uh, the question is, what is the strategy for dealing with a growing attendance? And bullet points were more services, more plants, different building. Um, so I guess I can say, <laughs> I will say that there's been no conversation for the first or third of those items. So I, I really feel like unless something drastically changes, Three gatherings on a Sunday is the maximum we're going to do. I, I've never heard a conversation where we've talked about doing four or adding another Saturday gathering. I, I think three is pretty much where we're at on that. Um, feel, again, jump in. Jeremiah will confirm, Dan Mike as well. Maybe not as much Dan, but three is all I can do. And that was all Jeremiah could do too. So, A different building? <laughs> I could tell a long story about that. When, when we were praying through this building, there was another building that popped up, and Rod got very mad at me that I even considered that other building. Well, we did uh, because it wasn't this at the building heart. as an elder I know, board. I know, I'm I know. <laughs> See? Um, still carrying it. What about keeping no record of wrongs? Um, no, I think God's got us here. Uh, and one thing you'll notice, even in the building planning, there was no thought of expanding the gathering space. Uh, I still remember being in this room with elders and a group of people gathered where we literally stood by that back wall and started praying through, like, how big do we make this room, you know? 
Um, yeah. So we're not planning on expanding the gathering space. Uh, I think we've seen already, you know, uh, our body accepted the challenge of kind of moving. Uh, praise God, I, I talked to Libby uh, earlier in the week, and she said that the, some families have moved to the 11 o'clock gathering. It's smoothed out some of the kids' stuff for now. Um, but the idea of plants, yeah, I think part of it's the one church in Grand Rapids. We'd love to open up and make sure that our body knows about other churches so that if, if you're felt led to move to a smaller body, you have some thoughts in terms of, because that's, that's a reality. And then, yeah, the plant, the plant discussion and or campus is probably, in terms of mitigating growth, would be the one kind of strategy, at least of these three, that's on the table at the moment. It's a good question. I noticed that none of the church leadership or elder board are women. Question number one, why? Question number two, will that change? Um, yeah, that, that is what we are as a church. And again, when I say we take the Bible very seriously, I also understand that there are other churches that take the Bible very seriously and fall in a different position um, than, than Crossroads in this particular matter. Um, but as we take the Bible seriously, uh, this is how we read the Bible. Um, and so <clears throat> even though it might be culturally um, difficult to take this position, uh, we stand in confidence that this is what the Bible says, and therefore this is what we as a church, we, we, we have to stand on, on, on what the Bible says. Um, so then in terms of will that change, I don't think we would ever be a church that would say that because we figured this out, we'll never go back to it. But at the same time, no, I can't see that changing. That's just to be very honest. Um, we have spent a lot of time studying it, and um, we understand that in our culture today, too. Um, maybe to put this in the vernacular of speed limits, that yes, the church and our culture have sometimes said women can only drive 35 miles an hour when the Bible says, no, a woman can drive 65 miles an hour. Um, but there's an aspect to in which our culture too is just pushing that limit so far. And so this is what we believe. Now let me also take the opportunity to say elders. Again, we, we take our paradigm, our worldly paradigm of the corporate world oftentimes, we apply that to the church and we just automatically think elders are the people with power. Uh, that is not what an elder is. An elder is a servant. These are the chief servants of the church, the chief foot washers. Um, and so this is not a position of power. This is a position of servanthood and getting God's heart and humbly trying to get that to be expressed in our church. So, um, yeah, I know people that have left our church over our position on this, um, but this is where we are, 
and I hope I told you how we got there that we're not flippant, we're, we're highly intentional and our ultimate value is to be true to the word of God and how we read it and then live that out. So anyway. That's good. And, and uh, although they're not up here this evening, there's a lot of women leaders at Crossroads. I think the distinction between leaders and elders is an important one quickly to make. Um, we have team leaders at Crossroads that are women. I see many women on staff that are leaders sitting here as I look across the room. So that's, a, again, an important Huge. distinction between elders and, and leaders there. Um, which dovetails into how are elders selected. Uh, again, we see in the text, uh, as best as we can tell, a kind of elders nominating elders and elders selecting elders process. And so, um, did you want to answer that question? Or, or was that next one? Okay. Um, so, that process begins usually around September, where the elders pray and think through specifically uh, some of the ways we've been led to bring names forward, those names kind of get pared down. Uh, usually between 20 to 30 uh, people receive a letter which just talks about the idea of them being nominated for this. We ask them to pray through, read, and that just works its way down. And usually God either lands us specifically on the group that's needed or if we have more qualified than we have available spots, spots, then we draw names, just like casting lots. So that's how that works. Um, I think the question here is how do you kind of choose what to do with the surplus? It's a great, great question. I think um, lots of different ways to answer it. We try to follow where God leads. Uh, we try to think what does he have on, um, if you remember two years ago, we, had, uh, a, we, we invested a significant amount of money into Trinity Mission Church. So part of you thinks, well, hey, if we're thinking about another church plant, we could be saving towards that. That becomes a thought. Um, we could give it all away and give it to organizations and great work that's going on. That's a thought. Uh, we, have, we have developed some things in the last year or two where we've kind of decided, hey, we want to make sure we kind of have a certain amount on hand from a budget perspective at any given time. So it's just a process of prayer. Uh, it's the easiest way for me to say it. Um, and I know it'll probably be an agenda item on our next, uh, at our next meeting. And there was uh, an idea here on class, uh, on a class. And so Tim Bassett is our resident equipping pastor. So whoever asked this question about uh, classes prior to adult baptism, I'd like you to find Tim. So whoever asked that, I don't have a name. So I would love for you to find Tim. He'd love to talk about that, believe me. Uh, this is a great question. Given there's one church in Grand Rapids, how much discussion is taking place with church leaders throughout Metro Grand Rapids coordinating church plants in particular? Um, and then why not take a lead in coordinating it? I think don't take a lead in coordinating because it may not be our place to do that. Uh, I mean, I think... We're going to intentionally move into those conversations and see what happens. That's the best I can say. Uh, we've been building a group of churches that we're closely related to. Once I feel like that group we've gotten from the team, uh, I kind of have in mind to send them all a letter or an email and just kind of say, hey, we'd love to do life together, figure out how to spend time together. Uh, we've been intentionally 
spending time with uh, churches like Redemption City, churches like the local church, churches like um, Tabernacle. Tabernacle Community Church. Um, we've been intentionally investing in lunch and just time with them to see what they're doing and see what God will do organically with some of those intentional moves. So that's the best way to... And if... Yeah, I would dream of this space being one where a bunch of pastors were together praying what God might do through their relationship. I think what I've seen, because I've studied this a little bit, sorry, it's probably going too long in this question. But when I sit down with pastors, I often want to learn from them. Hey, what have you seen in Grand Rapids? Usually in West Michigan, there's been a history of someone or some church gets an idea, they, they kind of fully develop it into a plan, and we're going to call it something, uh, we're going to call it a thing, and we're going to invite everybody into it, and um, those things tend to fade away. That's what I've, I've learned, um, whether it's around a specific topic or around a certain type of gathering, those tend to fade away. Um, but what what seems to be long-lasting is the idea of, of deep friendship and relationship, and it just takes time. Yeah, and I would just add to that. Um, I am part of a group of pastors that does meet. It's come out of the Luis Palau event that kind of put together a group of pastors that are dreaming of some of this stuff, but it's, it's not going that fast. And I'm starting to think, too, I don't know if cro it's always Crossroads' role to lead. I think sometimes it's just good for us to follow and to follow the right people. And there are some churches and pastors that are rising up that we will be behind them like that if they start getting maybe a little more initiative in this regard, which I think they are. So. Hi, my name is Brian. Um, I'm serving as one of your elders. And um, before I answer a simple technology question, um, I wanted to um, draw attention to the other elders who are in the room right now. If you guys could, um, I see Steve Griffin back here, Brian Medallia, Joshua. These guys are being shy. Steve is here. And thanks, uh, Brian. Doug Sport and Phil. Um, the reason I, I did that is just because it has come up at some of our meetings, um, the desire to, to be recognizable to you, uh, especially on Sunday mornings or Sunday evenings. Um, so with that in mind, um, many of us will wear a name tag uh, just, to, just to be identifiable. There's a couple of us who are conscientious objectors. Um, <laughs> so you'll have to just get it. <laughs> like you, just did. I like that. you got you got one on now what's the difference so get a good look um, <laughs> uh, so quick quick technology question here it just says why is the crossroads website not a secure site um, for those of you who, that don't know what that means that's just uh, up in the URL bar in your web browser HTTP versus HTTPS a secure site so um, I think the, the main, the, the, the thing here to answer is if there's any concern over online giving not being secure, I'm certain that that aspect of the website is secure. Yeah. Um, I would also suspect that the aspect where you log in to enter your right. information would also be secure. Yep. Um, 
The rest of it is technically best practice as far as the web, and we can probably get that taken care of at some point. Well done. Is that it, Ed? Any other questions? Any other questions? Yes. Stand up. Anything else, Tim? Otherwise, I'm going to invite Will to come up. Didn't have any shouting like some families. <laughs> some of you guys came here tonight because you thought there was going to be some drama. Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> and now you're disappointed. I know. <laughs> no. I hope not. It's a family meeting, man. Uh, that was what I forgot to say, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I had some questions. Why are we doing this? This is it. Uh, last minute, I asked if, if Will would... Uh, as I was praying through tonight and putting some of the final touches on some of the notes and stuff, I was listening and I, I just heard uh, all creatures of our God and King and it really moved me. And so I just asked Will if he'd lead us in that to close. So stand to your feet and let's sing this together and then please eat more food and let's continue to be family a little bit. are going to lead it for us. Here we go. <laughs> I please. All creatures of
going to ask Faith and Inc., who has been teaching our sixth graders from day one. So that's 16 years that you've been pouring into our children. Would you please come up here, Faith? Champion. Let's pray. You are a great God, and um, our whole hearts, we just want to serve you. We want to make the name of Jesus great, and we want to plant our flag in his ground, because we know that as we seek to serve and love our Savior, you smile and you approve. It doesn't mean things will be easy, but Lord, it means that we will be doing good. Thank you for our Savior. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for how you love us. Thank you for our pastors and our elders and all these people that serve here. Thank you for the people that sacrifice we don't even know about. Please bless us. Let us see more of your grace. Let us see more of your face. In your blessed son's name, Jesus. Amen.